So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Now we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side It's a new flood to me. Yo, 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 and yo, yo, yo. It's the Shelfside Podcast, episode 73, and we have Quabna back in the building. Good to be back. Although I had a couple people come on the come on the um, on the podcast talking grease about my travelling. First of all, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Carl Hazley. Um fantastic episode. I knew you'd smash it because you know intelligent guy, etc. Um, and I think I think Carl's actually touched definitely touched more contents than I have. A hundred percent. Like I'm very confident about that. I think he's such more confident than me. me. I'll, I'll, landmass. I'll, yeah, landmass. I think when landmass, he's got me. I would like to see where we go to on cities though, because that could be that could be a bit that could be a bit sticky. Jimmy, I'm going all day. That's not even like a Jimmy can relax. He had a little tour while I was at uni or whatever. He'll do his coaching thing. What that's cool. But Jimmy, I feel like I've got Jimmy on the ropes. Easy. Carl, Carl, maybe because Carl. Carl, people see Carl's demeanor when he came on, like all relaxing. That Carl is a party animal, bro. He's he's party. He's like he's partied all over the world. Let's think about Carl. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, 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 party. Like he's one of the most intelligent people I know, but he's also he's the epitome of work hard, play hard. Mm, work right. very hard, play even harder. I would say. So um, yeah, landmass maybe he's got me. Cities though, I like to go head to. But anyway, we're gonna get one day. We'll get um, we'll get car back on for the three of us to to chop up to chop up. But yeah, good to be I back, man. Just need to have a general geography <laughs> kind of session competition with the three of you. Uh, like, just take it away yeah. because I want to see where your twelve percent stands in the grand scheme of things. Thirteen percent. Thirteen. It's gone up to thirteen. Yeah. 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 Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Positive. Okay, thirteen percent now. So you're creeping up just because those two came. I'm on. just saying, like you know, you can't keep, you can't, you gotta keep moving. You gotta keep moving. Next week you're gonna go to Jersey. It's gonna be fourteen percent. Uh, yeah, that that might be worth the trip. Jersey, bang out Gibraltar, come back. <laughs> we can do that. Why not? Why not? So you you're glad to be back, yeah? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad to be back. Although, uh, excuse me. Man, the day the goings I'm on. Keeping you up? Are we keeping you no, up? Or, right. or we? Do you know what? Do you know that today I spent ages like jump, jumping between meetings, doing work, and also cleaning up my garage, and it's just been a very painful experience. Um, but uh, yeah, I think in the meantime, while this has been away, there's been some interesting like developments and stuff. But um, yeah, how have you been? Been good. Yeah, man, just been here celebrating the birthdays. You know, it's birthday season in my world, yeah. so that's what we've been doing out here. Um, no time for the pod. We've just been celebrating birthdays, man. I'm tired on the back of it. I'm really tired. Um, but we keep it moving. Good, good. And we keep celebrating because there's one more to go in this crazy it's month big, that is October. It's a big one. It's a big one still. The big one, but not big date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- we'll say that. As you count 27 cool. being a big date. Mm-hmm. Who are you lying to? You? What? Everyone. Oh, 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It's, about, it's like you're 13%. Uh, okay, relax, relax. Let's not, be, <laughs> let's not be too hasty with that, okay? Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, yeah, so Newcastle have been taken over. <laughs> My goodness, Newcastle, mate. <laughs> Newcastle United have been taken over by... I mean, everyone's just calling them Saudi group. Um, but the actual term, is it that... Is it... I feel like it's three letters. I don't even know what the three letters are, but is it a group consortium? Yeah, it is. But basically, it's effectively like the Saudi Arabian like state is what people are like. Yeah, has been depicted in it. Um, no. And I guess for them, it's like it's a consortium, yeah. But it's like there's a group, man. Uh, PCP, PCP. It's like um, it's, yes, PCP yeah, it's Capital Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are they're taking over Newcastle, purchased the club for three hundred fifty mil, no three hundred five mil. Um, they are without a doubt now the richest owners in football. <laughs> Mad. By a long, By a bloody long way. distance. By almost like a hundred and like ninety something million difference a billion sorry difference i was gonna say yeah, yeah billion. billion yeah we're Which talking bills exactly now. Like, we talk billies with disgusting. these guys it's disgusting because before then i think manchester city, manchester city's owners are like worth is it two bill no four no more than that is it four no more than that more than that is it i think it was 23 billion i think no, they, yes because i think because the next four because um yeah. we're, we're four um, Arsenal is seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, there's like, it's at least 20. I think they were 23, but they just dwarfed them by some margin. I'm trying to find the they're, pie they're chart. They're 200. They're, I know they're at 200 plus billion. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, Abramovich. Yeah. What was Abramovich? 10 billion. Yeah, yeah. He's probably spent a billy. So that's the levels we're talking about here. We're talking about more than like what's that more than 10 times um man city's worth that is crazy and the league let it go through which the league, was the league, interesting the league let it go through now given the saudi regime how women are treated there um the way in which i guess people's rights are um under question and there's always going to be that question of someone else's culture versus what you consider to be human rights because ultimately every country is set to like put in place whichever culture they want to put into put into place like like they're all they've all got the freedom to be whichever country they want to be but it's everything from like women's rights to you know lgbtq like all that kind of stuff like people argue you know what happens that's in that country after that country people leave they want to leave it's not always that simple. It's not always that clear cut. And there's our basic human rights that need to be taken into consideration. So know what you know. Do you th- and, and what the league is supposed to try and stand for. Bear in mind, this is a league who are trying to stand up against racism, and which is an injustice and, and an issue of inequality and an issue of, um, I guess, inclusion and inclusivity. When you take this into consideration, do you think that the league should have allowed this takeover to happen? Am I going to sound salty if I say no? Um, do, do we come across as salty? But 
to be honest with you, they should be looking at ethical owners, right? We know that. That's what they're trying to look at, ethical owners, ownership. Um, I don't know if you're, you're talking about a country, yes, you're talking about a state, but do they see this because it's a consortium, because it's PCP, do they see it as slightly different and not just this, just Saudi Arabia? I wonder if it's that, or is it just the fact that there is no racism with green, and green speaks louder than anything else in the world. And by green, I mean money. Yeah. Bearing in mind, bearing in mind, the Super League was upon us in the summer, and clubs were ready to leave. If we uh, allow a Saudi group in to beef up uh, another team and to make the Premier League, ultimately the Premier League is going to be more watchable um, as a result of having um, a souped-up Newcastle. It's going to be filled with bigger names. The whole world is going to want to see what happens now with Newcastle. And... Every game in Newcastle is going to be a sellout. So go and buy property there, guys. I'm trying to myself. I know Cobner's trying to. Um, it's just going to be a fun, buzzing time. And the Premier League just grows stronger and richer by the day with this acquisition. So I think regardless of ethical status or not, I think it was something they thought they need to do or else somebody else is going to do it or they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, and that's what I honestly think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually painful when you think about it because yeah, if you want to talk about the ethical implications, of course, there are questions about that. But when you think about what makes this whole thing run, it's all money, man. It's all cash. So should they have allowed it? Um, I mean, you like to say no, but no, like no one becomes rich without greasing some palms. And like like that level of wealth doesn't come around from just dead like, bodies. Yeah, there's always stuff in the closet. So it's like, how far do you want to go? There, I mean, there are a lot of um, Tottenham fans who are screaming bloody murder, but those who look into, deep into Joe Lewis and how that works, like they might find themselves silenced pretty quickly. I don't want to speak on every <laughs> single billionaire. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't, don't want to speak. Yeah, this? I don't speak about every billionaire, but I think that you know, it's like you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, man. And I think it's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line of morality? Where's your, what's your cut-off point? What is it? Is it because a lot of people are talking about? Oh yeah, Bezos, come and buy Tottenham, blah blah. When you go in some of the warehouses, you see how certain people are being treated for working for Amazon. You're like, oh, that's that can't be allowed, can it? When you think about tax tax evasion or avoidance and stuff like that, like you know, you just got to pick your poison. I I would love for this not to have gone through. But I completely understand why it has gone through. And I don't think the lead could could or should have stopped but it. But why? But why would you have loved it not to go through? I mean, just purely because of what the what the regime stands for, man. And it's like the way in which people are being treated in in Saudi Arabia in terms of their their rights, um, everything from like the slavery stuff to women's rights. Like I've got issues with that. But like I think about it and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got issue with that. And to be honest, if they took over Tottenham, I can't lie, man. I think I would distance myself from the club. 
I would distance myself from Carmen. It's like, I've been a Tottenham fan from as long as I can remember, right? My baby girl was a Tottenham fan. I was, was a Tottenham baby girl. Like, it's been like that for a very long time. But what I will say is I would never stop wanting the team to do well. I would never stop, like, paying attention, right? But am I going to be going to games? Am I going to be buying kits? Like, that's hard to reconcile because... I know that if there was a regime that was in place that was being very, um, well, even more so disadvantageous to, towards, say, black people, for example, or, like, people from Ghana, or, like, an, uh, a, a group that I identified with a little more closely than I do the Saudi Arabians, then I was like, how, how has this been allowed to happen? Right, so I feel like it would it would definitely damage like my love for the club. It's like the same people. Look at the way people reacted when it came to the Super League, right? When the Super League was um, put on the table, people were like, ah, oh, can't believe Tottenham were trying to do that. It's disgusting. I don't feel the same for Tottenham. All the day. Like, and that was just for them trying to go off and make more money. Bearing in mind that's pretty much how the Premier League was formed, right? The Premier League was formed the same yeah. way, right? Yeah. So if you look at it, and people are like, look, when we were, when we were rumored to move to Stratford. There are a lot of people like, oh, if you move to Stratford, I'm done. That's not a real club. Blah, blah, I'm done. I'm not going to be supporting Tottenham. I'm going to go support Leighton Orient. Like, people are comfortable doing that. And I'm not criticising those people. I'm just saying that they were prepared to distance their relationship with the club based on their activity. If the club was taken over by owners, with which morals, compass, I particularly felt was skewed and wasn't aligned with mine, to that extent, to that, extent, that level, to a point where I couldn't ignore it, and I understood it, and I was unhappy about it. Yeah, it would make me feel that kind of way about it. It would damage my relationship with the club, and it would make me distance myself a little bit. It would. A little bit. By a little bit, you mean you won't buy the T-shirt until you see Haaland wearing it, or Alfonso Davies wearing it, or... <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It's like, it's like, for me, it's like, I, would, I, would, I be going to, would I be going to games? No. Would I be buying kits? No. Would I be paying for Sky Sports? Probably not. Like, yeah, like Sky Sports, not. But then it's like, also, it's like, how far do you go for it, right? Because if you call me up and you're like, oh, the Tottenham game's on, you're gonna come watch it. Me coming around and watching it is pretty much the same thing. Do you see what I mean? But I would, I would, yeah. I would definitely feel a way about it. Okay, so you wouldn't swap with Newcastle. You wouldn't want if because they were actually speaking to Tottenham um, in 2019, apparently about. Um, a takeover and it didn't materialise obviously so there was a possibility that it could have been us so you're saying you wouldn't swap with Newcastle now fast forward two years from 2019 if the opportunity was for them to buy Tottenham you would say no yeah if you were supporters trust if you were a director yeah I would say no man I would say no I would say no because I mean don't get me wrong Tottenham losing causes me, like, more misery than I'd like to admit, right? I get that. Even after, like, trying to become more more balanced with my emotions when it comes to Tottenham, um, I still... I, just, I still do believe that there are bigger things than, than, than football. There's, like... And the way in which the things behind the scenes happen and the way in which... I guess I look at things and I think to myself, like, well, as a person who has, I have my values and I'm a flawed person and I don't pretend to be anything other than that. 
But I have clear views of what I have money to accept and what I'm not, right? And I think that this is this is like a big it's the big thing for me. And I look at it and I'm like, could I really stand stand by that? Because you get a couple of trophies. Like winning trophies it's like when people talk about how if Kane wins a trophy with Tottenham if he wins the league with Tottenham it's worth like twenty leagues with Man City, right? The way in which certain things come about are really, really important. There's no denying that for me. And if we were to get taken over by Saudis and then, like, you know, in seven years we've won the league, we've won Champions League, all that kind of stuff, those moments, as joyful as they will be, they will pass. And then you have to remind yourself as to how you got there. And, yeah, I would feel that, man. I would feel that. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't swap. So if we were taken over by uh, an ethical, wealthy company who had a hundred billion and were prepared to invest two billion in Tottenham, you'd be happier with that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me get, let me just like be real right now. Yeah, like I know that they're like I said to you at the beginning, all billionaires, I would be comfortable in saying have got dirt on their hands. They've got skeletons in their closet, right? But there are some I'm definitely more willing to accept than others. And so, you don't even have to be super ethical, right? You just need to be like, you just need to be ethical enough that I can like accept it, which is like, this is the truth, right? Because I can't say to you, oh, get get Bezos in or get get Bill Gates in or, do you see what I mean? I can't say that because mm-hmm. I know that, so, that I know just in the field I've worked in where I'm dealing with, like sometimes I'm dealing with millions, right? Which is like poultry compared to these people. And in that situation, I know certain times when certain hands are greased to get things over the line because... I've seen and heard certain conversations and I'm like, raw. And it's just about a few, maybe sometimes it's just about a few. Careful what you say. Careful what you say. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, even even like when you think about like a hundred deals that might be worth a hundred grand, right? And someone might be get t- someone might be taken out on a steak dinner or whatever and it might be the difference, right? Listen, I get all my training, my, I'm getting flashbacks, I'm being triggered <laughs> for my ethical training right now, yeah? And entertainment, it's only £25 that you're allowed yeah, in my field, I'm sure it's the same. So, so, so what I'm saying is, it's like you do have to pick like who your where your ethical thing is, but no one's going to be completely clear. No one is. Okay, all right. So let's move it on. Let's move it yeah. on. It's happening. The league hasn't stopped it. Ethically, we don't know what Newcastle fans are going to do, but the majority probably will embrace it. They were singing and dancing outside the stadium um, when it was announced. A lot of that's probably just getting rid of Mike Ashley, who didn't really invest in the club. Um, he invested in his business, which did really well, has done really well since. He got £350 million. Um, As I said, they could have tried to take over Spurs, but we're valued in the region of, well, wherever, depending on who you speak to, £2 billion to £3 billion. So they've got enough, but they probably... That's probably their cap, right? They didn't want to. They're probably not going to spend more than two or three billion at Newcastle. Probably a billion um, in top. So it's happening. Spurs are still there. We're now like the eighth richest, I don't know what it is, club in the Premier League. But we are not investing. We are not being invested in. So how does this impact Spurs is a question. Because we're the eighth richest or something like that. Where do we go from here? Is this going to impact us? Massively, man. I think now, when you think about performance-wise, right, you have you have your uh, top four, 
because whether we like or not, Liverpool have returned to that position, and it doesn't look like they're going to. Be, oh yeah, 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 it doesn't look like they're going to be relinquishing that anytime soon. Their squad is young enough to be competing for a little while longer, and their owners seem willing enough to trust Klopp, who's a world class manager, to continue to refresh. So as long as Klopp, I mean, there's rumours about him wanting a break, but as long as Klopp remains at their helm, or and they're smart with their managerial appointments if he decides to go. Liverpool is better to remain there. Chelsea's money and the ruthlessness of Abramovich means that they're always a force. Um, Man United, they've got legacy, they've got money. Uh, that heritage means a lot, carries a lot of weight. They have they have revenue. And they also have, yeah, they're revenue. They're in debt. Yeah, yeah, they have revenue, yeah. yeah. And then City, we all know City, not only does City have a dumb amount of money, they're actually an extremely well-run club. They're a very well-run yeah. club. And their ambitions to become an... an a global kind of brand with Man City clubs all over the world it doesn't seem like you're showing any signs of slowing down. So you have those four, right? Then you have well-run, well-run clubs like, you know, arguably Tottenham because in terms of the business side of things, very well-run club on the pitch, different story. Leicester. And billionaire owners. Yeah, billionaire owners. Leicester, yeah. um, who have defied the odds, well-run club, Great transfer policy have seen recent success with the league and the FA Cup, but they have billionaire owners and they have more billions than our. Owners they do, as well. they That's do, the, they do. Yeah. But the ambition and the way it's run, they're probably not as good off the off the pitch as we are, but they're much better on the pitch in terms of how they they've managed they manage their 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 success. Don't get me wrong, like they caught lightning in the bottle when they won the league. Let's not pretend that like that wasn't that like that's the the off the back of really long term great planning. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a perfect storm. No, but a decent recruitment no, policy. No, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But then, like, I think winning the FA Cup is probably a better a better reflection of how they've recruited, right? And yeah. how they've been able to compete and stuff. So, you know, credit where credit's due. So you have those guys. So you have, like, a six. And Arsenal. then you have Arsenal, who, legacy, yes, money, yes, um, run... Fair, they're well run. Well, well, they're well, well, run. Run. well run. Their recruitment I policy mean, of late it's, is questionable. It's questionable However, well it's a long term planning. Exactly, and you, you can't be a well run. You can't be a well run club. You can't be a poorly run club if you're able to spend seventy two mil on Pepe and fifty mil on Ben White. Like, it's it's just like, yeah. you know, I mean, we're, we're not spending those levels. We're not doing that. So, um, so yeah. So you have those teams, but the thing about and Wolves, Wolves have got more money than us, I think, as well. Oh really? Their owners, yeah, their owners, yeah, their owners. Uh, I can't remember how how many billions, but they have more money than us. So when you consider all of that, like you have your 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 top four, arguably nailed on. Then you have the next kind of echelon is ourselves, Arsenal, Leicester. Like you. Oh, sorry, we missed one. We missed one. Everton. Oh, sorry, Everton. Yes, Everton. Everton. Yeah. Like Everton should definitely be in that in that second like band. So to me, Newcastle with the amount of money they have, like it massively upsets the Apple Cup. And with the with within three or four years, you'd expect them to be nailed on to be in that top four, having gate crashed it because it becomes a top five. Yeah. We're yeah, only we're only four real only really four spaces. So when you consider that, it's like Newcastle. What Newcastle done have done is pushed us further away from the top table. Doesn't happen. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. I guess. But how you said, sorry, go on. Now you were saying uh, three or four years, right? Mm. Now, 
I'm just going to, I think we should talk about how that happens, how that actually happens, because we've had this before. We've had this with City and Chelsea, really, right? And I don't know how long it took, but City certainly took a while. They had Mark Hughes, they had Mancini, they had Pellegrini, right? Um, did they have somebody else before they landed with Guardiola? They had, before Pellegrini it was, no wait, hold on, after Pellegrini, Oh, was it fucking Pellegrini then for Guardiola? I feel like it. Yeah, I think it was Pellegrini then for Guardiola. But they won the the league during that time. But I think it was a slow progress. And even with Chelsea, it was kind of slow. Because didn't Abramovich, didn't he have the likes of Viali being player manager, Hullet, um, and those guys, when they invested like in the likes of Mutu? Mutu? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and those like all of those Italians that came in Zola, etc. That was all Abramovich, and they won FA Cups, etc. But they didn't win the league um, until Jose came. I think that's right. Yeah, I don't think they won the that league. That one, until no, Jose they came. finished second with Ranieri. Yes, that's yeah, right. Then, yeah, they finished second with Ranieri, and then and then um, then they yeah then dropped. But I guess. I guess we're not close to winning the league. Um, we haven't been for a few years. So I guess the question is, how soon do Newcastle become a Champions League side? Because I think from there, oh, I think things change for them. Three years max. So three years max. So that means right now, actually, ironically, we play them on Sunday. Of course we do. Now, yeah, of course, of, of course. course. Yes. Yeah. New manager bounce. New ownership bounce. Billionaires, um, but in reality, they're currently nineteenth, I think. Now, if we beat them, there is a chance that we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Had the takeover not happened, Kwadna, that is so sad. We would have been favourites to beat that is them, so sad. right? Yeah. So there is a chance that we beat them. That pushes them further into the relegation mire. Now it's only eight games in. But the January transfer window is here and traditionally, or will be here, and traditionally you don't buy a lot of quality in January. These guys will have money to spend in January and I think they need to make sure that they don't get relegated first and foremost. I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but one thing we know is that they don't want it to happen and they can prevent it potentially from happening by making signings as early as January. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and potentially getting rid of Bruce and getting a manager in. Although I don't know if their manager will be available because I do not think they get in contact just yet. But maybe they do. Maybe he can see the vis. But he's the winning win now manager. But my point is, they've got that to sort out. They've got relegation to stave off. They've got to find a way to win. Got to find a way to probably get into Europe. Um, and if they don't make the transfers and appoint the right manager this season. European football and European qualification may not come until the season of 22-23. Okay? And then, I think Europe, Europa League, Conference League, then I think they aim for the Champions League. Then, once they're in the Champions League, or maybe in Europe, they will get the real, real elite players. I don't see them getting the elite players now because your likes of Mbappe are not going to Newcastle just for the wages. 
No, I, and I, I agree with you, but I just don't think you should underestimate how quickly money can make an impact. I think three years to go from where they are now to Champions League in three years isn't insurmountable. With the right coach... No, yeah, three years, yeah, three seasons, yeah, I agree. With the right yeah. coach and, and, you know, like definitely an overhaul of the, of the squad is required, but with the right recruitment, you can do that. You can do that. Like, if you look at how quickly... Like RB Leipzig went from being went from being like actually created, right, to mm-hmm. Champions League. I mean, what was that like seven seven eight seasons like that? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And they, they they made them from scratch. Yeah, they did make them from scratch. So so for, I guess for me, it's a stronger league is the only thing. Yeah, it's a stronger league, but like the the Bundesliga is not a joke as well. So it's like no, it's and to go through all those ranks, it's like if the money is there. They can they can get it done. I, I agree with you. I don't think those players are going to go just for the money, uh, right now. Not right not now. Right now. Yeah, they have to yeah, be yeah. Champions League. Yeah. Not right now. It's just for the close. money, but but um, yeah, it's uh, the writing's on the wall, man. The writing's on the wall. Do you have a feel for the type of manager Newcastle? I know it's a, it's a Spurs pod when we talk about Newcastle, but we're, we're talking about potentially being ousted again from even European football here. Right on a regular basis because we we forgot West Ham in this conversation, and uh, their owners and uh, are wealthy. We've forgotten that Newcastle are actually a powerhouse in terms of the northeast of England. Fifty-two thousand. They don't need much infrastructure. So if the money is all spent on the squad, what type of player do you think a manager they can get in January? Or manager at any time, but I mean, I is think, it a Rogers? I, I, I think they can get a, um, a Conte. I do think they can get a Conte. You think they yeah, can? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, of the money. Yeah, they can get Conte. Can't. That's not even a problem. They can get Conte. Uh, when you think about kind of players, you're talking about like, you're talking you're talking initially at players who are either on the fringes of some of the top teams or the top players from teams and around them. So you're talking, at, you're talking about say, centre-backs like Fofana or Sojcik, right? Or you're looking at, you're looking at um, strikers like Martial or Jesus. Like, you do that and you make a significant leap from where you are and you provide a foundation for the others to come. And that's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. And you overpay them in wages. Yeah, you overpay them in wages. And they take what they can, and they take a they take a massive pay cut later, um, to go somewhere else where they can play because they've been ousted because you know they've now in a position to buy bigger names. Okay, and that's, get what, the, that's how I see it. So when you look at when you look at their progress, right, and what we see, so we're saying like three years, right. We also have to take into consideration financial fair play. Now, financial fair play was not there in the way it is now when. City and uh, Chelsea were coming to the fore. Newcastle are going to be hamstrung, right? You've got to be able to, you've got to be spending less or equal to what you're bringing in, right? They can't sell their players for toffee because they've got no one no wants, right? People don't want anyone, right? You can try and sell John George, you can sell John George's toffee to, to Crystal Palace for like three million. That's not going to allow you to buy like Haaland for 190. That's not how it works. So when you take that into consideration, do you still reckon they could be making those kind of moves inside three years? Naming rights for St. James's Park goes to a Saudi group. 
it becomes a Saudi group, the PCP Stadium, that's 300 million. The training ground gets renamed, that's 200 million. The sponsorship of the shirts, that's another 100 million. The sponsorship of the training jerseys, that's 100 million. The sponsorship of the training bibs, that's 50 million. They get around the fair play. And when they don't, all they do is give them reduced squad sizes in Europe. Man City got given, instead of 25 players, they had to do 23 and then one season 22. But you can still use your homegrown players in that quota. So I think it's not an issue. I really think they will start selling the names of stuff and it probably starts with St James's Park at some point. Mad, mad, mad. But the fans the fans will accept it. They will still call it St James's Park. But if they know by renaming St James's Park to PCP Group or PCP Stadium, whatever it is, but that guarantees they can spend three hundred million on transfers for the next two years, then or maybe next I don't know, five years. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, seen, I haven't, seen, much, I haven't seen much objection to this takeover from Newcastle fans. I mean, I've got... I actually know a Newcastle fan who's from, not from Newcastle. <laughs> My cousin is a Newcastle Random. fan, right? Not from Newcastle. Um, I've actually... Ironically, I've actually got Newcastle... I've got cousins who live in Newcastle, but they support United. But anyway, so my friend... My, my cousin, who's from South London supports Newcastle um, just because they're the first team I've got a cousin in South London who supports Newcastle as well yeah that's weirdos, random weirdos, but she was from East London though but she lives South London yeah they're weird weird, weird bunch but he, like this is the first team that you know he watched on TV he was like oh, okay cool I'm going to take them so that's what he did mad guy but whatever he he, he, he he's kind of like that's his team he's now been, they've now been put in a crazy situation you know let's just see how it turns out I don't think many people are coming out going, this is like disgusting, we don't want these owners and blah, blah. I mean, I saw I saw more of a fuss when the Glazers took over at, um, at United. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Which is, which is mad. But... But is this... But I was going to say, is this... Sorry to cut no, you, no. but is this like reminiscent of a Newcastle in the early 90s when they had money, when the Premier League kicked off and they were under Keegan and... They were buying players like top players in Europe and they almost won the league, right? They pushed United or led United in that season when they had your Asprilias, your Beardsleys, Andy Coles, then they got Shearer back and they were spending money, Les Ferdinand, they were playing great football, attacking football, Philip Albert doing chips from 25 Philip yards Philip Albert! <laughs> <laughs> that chip was delightful, I can talk to you now, Yeah, exactly. Robert Lee, David Batty, they bought Karen Dyer. Is it Warren Barton was it in the as well? Warren Barton, yeah. All, all these John Scales, they oh, bought a lot of players. Goodness. But, again, a lot of these players weren't the greatest players, but they were the players that were available to push Newcastle on, and then they bought some fancier players in Asprilia and Ferdinand, etc. Uh-huh. Now, I think Newcastle fans have just been taken back there, and just that, that energy and that buzz and that excitement of that Ginola, that oh, um, yeah. excitement of that squad and that era probably still resonates with the fan base. And so I don't think at all they're going to be thinking, oh my God, 
it's Saudi group, I think they're going to be thinking, oh my God, we're going to do it right this time and win the league. Yeah, maybe, I mean, they are. I mean, look at look at Alan Shearer's response. He was like, oh, now we can dare to dream, um, blah, blah. He was, this is, a, this is a BBC pundit. He was banging there with the flipping, um, you know, the plaudits. He was really excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad, bad news for us. Um, there is even talk of Kane potentially going there because um, obviously he's kind of up for sale in a way, although Levy says he's not for sale. But his form of late suggests his mind is definitely elsewhere. His mind is still definitely on the Man City move. The question is, will Man City still want him come January or even in the summer? Um, he will be... 29. Um, Haaland will probably be on the market, and we know Mbappe will be, but Mbappe will be probably going to Real. But the question is, Kane could be going there. Um, that would hinder us more, I guess, unless we've got a replacement. But you pose the question: Would you sell them Kane, Delhi, and Winks as a package, as a trio? And how much will we get in for those three? Getting, you're getting two hundred mil, two two hundred twenty mil, two hundred mil, two hundred mil, two hundred mil, two hundred mil, <laughs> two hundred mil, hundred and fifty for Kane, thirty for Delhi, and and we're paying them to take. Wins, <laughs> right? That's not right, actually. My maths is not right. Sure, two, two, no, two twenty, two twenty. The two twenty, yes, I do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it as well. I'm doing it as well. I really am. I'm doing it because, yeah, Kane is... I'm not saying he's not going to end up scoring 20 goals this season. He's already scored a few in the in the lesser competitions. But Kane needs to come out on Sunday and score a hat-trick um, against Newcastle to get his league form up and running because he's been poor and poor for England. But I don't know if it happens. But, yes, I would sell. I think we said we would sell from before... But obviously we wanted to keep him unless we were getting a major replacement this summer and we knew that wasn't happening. So I would sell Kane, but I can't see Kane going to Newcastle. Can you? Uh, I can't see it, no. Because I think wherever he goes, if he goes, I think he'll, everyone will know that it's not about ambition anymore, it's about money. Um, which would be hard to it would be hard for him to rehab that image, uh, and I also think that he knows if he was to go there, for example, the amount of money that he would make it difficult for him to go to like City afterwards, which is really where he wants to be. So I don't think he would go. I don't think he'd go to them. No. Like, plus, like not going to Newcastle would be like the easy win for him, innit? Oh, I didn't go to Newcastle. That's so you know that for me, it's all about you know the football and blah blah. Trophies, yeah. yeah winning them now yeah I hear that I hear that the question that I'm thinking now I'm, I touched on it at the start of the show but the Premier League accepted this out of potentially desperation I feel because of the Super League we create it creates a mini Super League but does it almost have the opposite effect because we mentioned all the, of the wealthy owners and a lot of those wealthy owners will have no chance at Champions League and potentially will not be in any form of European football whatsoever. So does that mean they won't be happy and a guaranteed pay of the Super League 
as in a closed shop, even if it's two tiers, but that's guaranteed millions. may not be bums on seats, but it's guaranteed millions in payments for TV rights and league position. Is that something they would desire more now, given the fact that they're being moved one step further away from the top table in their domestic league? Um, I mean, you've got to... Bear in mind, six clubs signed up for it from the Premier League. Was it six? Yeah, it was six. Or just the top four? Six. Yeah. <coughs> no, it wasn't six. It was the... It was... The, it was... No, it was six. It was top six, wasn't it? Was it top six? Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea... Yeah, and the four. Liverpool, and the four. Two Man United... Two Man City clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was six, yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I think we're, we're getting closer to this, like, the idea. Because, look, when the Premier League... The Premier League was started pretty much as a Super League because the top five clubs in the in England at the time decided they wanted more money, right? So they went off and did that. And then the other teams joined as the way... As like a more sustainable way of it, of, of the league maintaining. I think just the fact that this can happen and you can have... You can have... Just having Chelsea, City... United, no, it's, it, it, even take United out, but if you're taking City, Newcastle, and Chelsea as clubs that seemingly have like bottomless pits of cash, right? Even though you know it's obviously not that way, but it's seemingly bottomless pits of cash, all in the same league. I think we're just moving closer to like a that kind of form, form anyway, hundred percent, because people are gonna want to see these stars, right? And if the stars are all like pretty much in those same teams that level, that level of styling is not going to be replicated it's just not doesn't matter how strong like a team like Leicester becomes or Tottenham becomes they're not going to have the same stars the same level of stars it's just not going to happen so no. when you consider that yeah it's just getting closer and closer and and we by definition of the last few summers have been getting weaker and weaker and our stars are getting older and older yeah. and we're not replacing them Oh, oh boy, oh boy! It's not good, mate. <laughs> it's not. But, but your favourite line: the sun always shines on the shelf side. It does. It, does. it doesn't always shine in Newcastle. You know, you realise that. Right? <laughs> yeah, do you realise that? <laughs> but when, 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 the, when the, you've got Salah, Mbappe, Mbappe, and Haaland in your front three, mate, it can be pissing down the rain, but you'll see goals, goals, goals. You'll get over it. You will get over it. Yeah, but if you can, there's no problem. They've done this before. You can score four, but concede five. You can. You didn't say any defenders. You can. You're right. And then you buy Ruben. You, then you buy Ruben Diaz and uh, and Romero. Oh, for Macano. And Then you have. You know, let's not even think about it. Let's not even think about it. It's a real game changer. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm I'm depressed now. Actually, after this pod, I thought I'm more depressed after this pod than our three defeats on the bounce. Yeah, nah. I think. But you know, it's always going to come down to. Looking across your opposition and saying, who would you rather be? And right now, there are very few teams in the league I'd rather talk positions with. And that's just what you've got to take. Very few. There's a quarter of the league I'd swap positions with. Nah, nah. Who would you swap positions with? City, Chelsea. Maybe United, they keep on spending. Liverpool, Newcastle. <coughs> I would stop with Newcastle. You wouldn't. No. I would. 
die. I'm not here for the suffering uh, anymore. Real talk. I might. I might swap with. Um, I might swap with uh, Leicester. Flipping off. Yeah, I was gonna say Leicester. I'm coming to Leicester. Yeah. So that's already caught in the league. That you know, fair enough. Yeah, league we can sort. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've got we've got a beautiful stadium, right? And the stadium itself is actually hasn't benefited us in the way um, us fans would have wanted, right? It's not become a fortress. Teams are not intimidated not at all. when they come there. Fans are not intimidated when they come there. They actually have a louder voice in there now because of the acoustics. And we don't sing because we're either too privileged or we just expect a lot better um, in that stadium. The stadium has cost us on the pitch because we couldn't buy players in that summer and back in Porsche. We all know that history. I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah. But, and if you look at it from a, another um, angle, the fact that we now have a billion-pound stadium, we have a training ground, which is state-of-the-art and brand-new, we have the lodge, we have all the property and every expansion that's going around the stadium, this is why they call us a property group or uh, Enoch, a property company. And those properties and this infrastructure is the reason our club is priced so highly and was probably priced out of any takeover in the last two or three years. Yeah. Right? And that stadium is a big part of that. It's a pinnacle because regardless of what you say or what you do, that stadium cost a billion pound. That stadium houses boxing to spectacular spectacular effect houses NFL to spectacular effect and will go on to house many festivals many concerts and sporting events and for that alone that revenue is going to keep the stadium at that cost and no person is going to be able to buy it or group or our club for less than I don't know two billy three billy yeah I think I think for me I want to see it's hard because I, I do appreciate where where we come from, like very much appreciate where we come from, um, and I understand. I'm very much in a position where it's like you know appreciate where we've been. Thanks for the memories. Like let's move on. I'm just looking. I don't even need like a massive like injection of uh, cash. What I want to do is to know that we've tried to run the com- the the club differently. Like we've done, we've done what we can trying to trying to be financially viable. We've done what we can trying to make money commercially, all that kind of stuff. Of course we have, but I just want to know what it's like if we just take some time now, saying, "Look, from a financial side, we're stable, we're good." Now let's look at what happens if we focus from a footballer's point of view. It's not like if we start focusing on the football, then suddenly the 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 financial the the corporate side, the commercial side falls apart because when you're successful on the pitch, it's easier to be successful off the pitch because people back a winning team. So that's my thing. I want to know what that's like if we focus on that. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows if we'll get there. Well, like you, I mean, that's the point. Levy will start seeing a fall in those numbers very soon especially if we're not in Europe, especially if we lose the likes of Kane, especially if Newcastle then outbid us for all the players under the sun, along with Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool and the rest. Um, So, yeah, that day may come sooner rather than later. 
and it's how they react to it. And Levy doesn't like losing money. But let's hope he doesn't like losing money more than he or less than he doesn't like losing three points. And we got to get three points on Sunday. It's as simple as that. We really do, man. Oh my god, we really do. Otherwise, it's going to be another situation we could go on a really long run of losing to Newcastle, which I'm not on. Not on at all. <laughs> no, no, your cousin of mine. But I'm going to shout some new cities before we leave cool, here. Cool, cool. I'm going to shout. Um, oh, I've just lost them. Have I lost them? Where are you, new cities? We had two new cities this week. Uh, the first one, let's see if you know where Ben Benkulu Benkulu is. No, your fame percent. I will ask Carl. I'm going to text Carl now. Yeah, he knew. He said Indonesia. Well done, Carl. Um, I have Plymouth meeting. Well, no, I've, I've, I've been to Indonesia, by the way. So. Well, that's even worse, though, isn't it? That. It's probably one of those things you don't actually say. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been to Indonesia, but yeah, carry on. Plymouth meeting. PA. Oh. PA is giving that's it away. Me, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. Like. You just said Plymouth, what meeting? Yeah, that's what it is, Plymouth meeting. Cole knew that, and Jimmy knew that. They both texted me the right answers. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get that quiz on the go. Shout to you guys, oh, welcome. Keep listening, keep Quabna on his toes. Oh, we love the new cities. Oh. <laughs> we love the new countries. We love the new land masses. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, guys, listen, it's, uh, thank you very much for, for listening. You know you can follow us on uh, The Shelf Pod on Twitter. Um, if you're listening on the Apple podcast, please leave, a review, leave us a review. Five stars only because we only give five star content. Um, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. And uh, remember, look, new cars have been taken over. But um, we've got Oliver Skip. So, Smile. Because the sun always shines on the Future star. Future sun star. always shines on the show side. <laughs> Lero. Newcastle sign him. Lero. Please, please, for the love of God, run the outro. Put the show side, the show side, the show side, talking in. Put the show 